Good morning. Welcome to the Sundial Writer's Corner, our Monday feature that spotlights talented Tennessee Valley wordsmiths. I'm Dory Nutt, one of the producers of this program. Today, we welcome storyteller Sarah McDerris, who has crafted a tale of love that reaches past the grave. Lady, Lady Guinevere, I turned to see Grifflet standing in the doorway. Is it time, I ask? It is time and more. I fear both she and the baby are dying. I set aside the herbs and vinegar I was working with, slipped on my cape, and followed him out the door. There was no sunshine on Camelot that day, and I felt that somehow the weather was right for the passing of souls. Fiona died, and her baby followed. We buried her, babe in arms, in the burial ground which lay west of and down the hill from the protecting walls. It was a loss to us all, most of all to Ulf and her husband. Grifflet was milking the goats that evening just at sundown when he felt as if someone was watching him. There in the doorway of the shed was what had to be a woman thoroughly wrapped in a heavy cape, a hood shadowing her face. He was sure of only the small hand holding a cup. Do you want some milk? he asked. She nodded. He took the cup and filled it with a warm, frothy milk. He handed her the cup, and she was gone. To share what we had was more usual than not at Arthur's court. Grifflet thought no more about it. But at dawn the next morning with the goats, he felt her presence again. She was there, cup in hand. You want milk? She nodded. He filled the cup and handed it to her, then watched her leave the shed. Several times that day he caught himself standing still, thinking about the woman. He mentioned it to me mid-afternoon. Do you recognize her? I asked. She may need more help. There is a Saxon family down the way toward Glastonbury that is having a hard time. I could not see her well enough to know who she is, he replied. You know how some of our people cherish their privacy, especially in times of want. Call me if you need me, I said as I headed to the storerooms. At dark, Grifflet was milking and watching for her when she stepped into the doorway. Can I give you some milk? She nodded. He filled the cup and handed it to her. She took it and walked away. Grifflet felt compelled to follow her, so he did. She walked out the gate of Camelot and turned right, carefully picking her way down the incline, a black silhouette against the fading pink of the darkening sky. Down she went with Grifflet following silently behind her. Each deliberate step took her closer to Vivian's freshly covered grave, where in the blink of an eye she disappeared. Grifflet stopped abruptly. He was both startled and aware. Turning back, he began running up to the gate, calling for Ulfin and me. Ulfin was with him when he found me supervising in the kitchen. I ran with him, not even taking time to remove my apron. They were both carrying shovels. They reached the grave ahead of me and were throwing back the dirt in swift, jerky moves. We heard a grating sound as the metal touched the wooden box. We heard a mewling sound, too. Often pried open the box, and the baby cried even louder. He reached down and picked up his son. 
With wonder and joy in his eyes, he handed me the baby. I wrapped him in my apron. Grifflet reached down in the box. With wonder and joy covering his face, he held up a tin cup in which remained a precious few drops of warm goat milk. But there is more. In the stories that abound in the Great Smoky Mountains, you will hear of a similar tale to this one. It took place in that lovely and secluded hamlet called Cade's Cove. They have the records of the families who came. They tell how a young woman lost both her life and her babe in childbirth. They were buried together. Though her physical life was gone, she found milk and nourished her child in the grave. The man who provided the milk dug up the grave and found the infant still alive. But there is more. She was experiencing a multiple birth, triplets. She knew things were not going well. Amniotic fluid seeping into her bloodstream was making her toxic, closing down one system after another. She died, and two of the triplets, the other, tiny, tiny, was in the neonatal care unit struggling for life. In the early hours of morning, 2.30 or 3 o'clock, a nurse found a woman standing by the babe's crib, tenderly stroking the arms and legs, the hand and body, giving the needed physical contact and stimulation that every newborn requires. The nurse asked her to leave. She did. But soon she was back, providing the human touch for her tiny, tiny babe. Gradually, the night nurses accepted her by the crib for that remaining triplet. They sensed that the baby's life rested in her hands. When the baby finally became strong enough to be taken home, the visits of the nurturing woman, the protecting mother, came to an end. But there is more. Life in all its mystery goes on. Sarah McDerris served as storyteller for the Huntsville Public Library for many years. Her experience in capturing the imagination is evident in her story today. You can hear Sundial Stories online at WLRH.org by clicking on Sundial under the Shows and Podcasts tab. You can hear new episodes of the Sundial Writer's Corner every Monday morning at 9 here on 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio. Thank you.